Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Another edition of the Night Report podcast. Joining me once again is Richie Schneider. Richie, this is kind of an instant reaction, kind of not. We got a, a bunch of smaller bits of news and a, uh, an, a currently a breaking piece of news we'll talk about at the end regarding a potential transfer that we've kind of kicked around for a while on the boards. But Richie, how you doing, man? Hey, I can't complain. I'm just bundling up for the snowstorm that's starting already and uh, just going from there. See what happens. And now in Rutgers, we got a couple interesting tidbits. We do. So let's first start off with, we had a couple transfers out of the program this week. Uh, first off, we have linebacker Chris Conti. Uh, he's transferring out. I think he's uh, he's been in the program, I think, two years at this point. Um, two, three. Uh, he's he's transfer. I know he's transferring out with three years of eligibility left. Uh, this one, I mean, he's just a guy who couldn't crack the, the two deep, right? Basically. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Um, he's a little bit on the smaller side. Uh, he, he's a good, he's a very good player. Oh, there we go. <laughs> he's a... He's a very good player, but uh, yeah, um, he's just not, he's not good enough for this level of football. Uh, he'll contribute somewhere. I really do think he can go to like a, a Maine, a Rhode Island, a UMass, like most of these guys have ended up already. And I think he could be a solid contributor there. Now we'll see what, uh, we can see what happens and all that with uh, where he ends up. I'm sure he'll get a couple, G, uh, not G5, FCS offers. Um, maybe even the Delaware. Delaware is always looking for guys now. Um, new coach down there in Ryan Cardi, who's very familiar with Jersey. Um, but yeah, I mean, he wasn't going to crack the two deep or anywhere near it. I don't even think he would have cracked the three deep and that's saying something considering there's only six linebackers currently. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, not a bad player, but he just wasn't going to play here. And, um, it's just kind of time to move on and you got to free up these scholarships to get to that 85 count. I think they're based on our count. It's at 90 right now. So there's, there's still some weight to cut. So talk us through how this process works with, DePaul Catholic is obviously a big program in the city of New Jersey. How do you maintain a good relationship with that staff while also maybe ushering a guy like Conti off the roster? You keep Nunzio happy because his brother's the head coach <laughs> over there. And then his other brother's yeah. head coach at Burton Catholic. So, but no, in, in all seriousness, um, they, they understand at the end of the day, um, if, if the kid's not going to perform or not going to play at this level, they're, they're very understanding with stuff like this. I'm sure Shiano talked to uh, Nick Campanelli, beforehand um kind of saying like hey like i'm gonna tell the kid honestly like he's not gonna play here he's very upfront about it they'll never lie to you the staff's always gonna tell you the truth they're always gonna tell you um if you're gonna if you're gonna play or not like if they don't see you playing this year or in the future at all they'll kind of tell you like hey maybe it's time to look somewhere else but at the end of the day we'll still have you as a player on our team if you want to stay we'll figure something out um you'll still be a contributor on special teams we'll still like obviously still look for you to try to make some moves in the depth chart whether it's now or down the line but at this level of football you can't be you can't be super nice about this stuff you can't just be like oh yeah no you know what you might play no just be honest with the kids tell them how it is and most of them kind of understand at the end of the day and then you got the occasional ones that aren't too happy about that in elijah park (laughs) 
Yeah, and I think that's kind of why universally Shiano is so re- well respected in the state. Like not everybody likes Shiano. He's not everybody's cup of tea, but I think yeah. everyone respects that what he says is honest and it's not <laughs> going to be dicking somebody around. If you have an offer from Rutgers, you have an offer from Rutgers. Like, yeah, you know where you stand with Rutgers. And I think you can't really say that about many college programs. So I agree. Straight shooting is probably what's kept Shiano in a lot of people's good graces, or at least kept the trust with Shiano and, and the top programs around the state. Yeah, like you said, once they offer someone, it's it's a legitimate offer now. Like this is like a conveyed offer around the state of New Jersey, especially. Um, for example, like we were just talking off camera, Penn State offers three hundred something kids per year. I'm just using that as an example because I'm very familiar with it. They offered a kid, the kid committed up uh, yesterday, day before, whatever it was, um, and we were sitting there like, are they going to take him? Like no one's tweeted anything. What's going on? Like, and that's just it's not as like a yeah, it's a big offer, but it's just not like as committable right away. So whereas Rutgers, most of, if not all of Rutgers offers are committable on the spot. Like, yep. well, it, it's interesting. He does command respect when in terms of that, especially on the recruiting trail. So we did have a second transfer out. Uh, this is something that just broke today. This is uh, offensive lineman, Kevin Toth or Kevin Toth, I believe. Uh, he's a class of 2021 kid. He's from Ohio. This was, I believe, a kid that we got pretty early in the process but it sounds like he just wasn't also able to break the two deep, probably saw the writing on the wall with all these transfers in. Is that roughly what happened here too? Um, yeah. So he, he's an interesting one. He was um, actually Shiano's first offensive line commit in the 2021 class. Uh, I, I actually didn't mind his tape because he was so new to the offensive line. He kind of saw little glimpses of what he could do, but he's just, he's undersized. He doesn't have that mean streak that they need an offensive line. And we knew they were going to cut weight somewhere whether that be a freshman, obviously, in Toth or um, a couple of like junior seniors down the line. But he actually played quarterback most of his uh, high school career. Quarterback, QB? Wow. Yes. And it's like some Lane Johnson stuff there. It's, it's very weird. And then uh, he started playing offensive line, I think, middle to late junior year, I believe it was. And then that's when schools are like, all right, this kid's like 6'7", probably around like 270. We could probably mold him into something. He's got little like super athletic. So, I mean, right then and there, it's like, no brainer, take the kid. Um, we actually had, had him pretty highly uh, rated at like a 5.6. I think he was number 40 tackle or 45 or something like that. Um, or no, no, I'm sorry, yep. number 40 in the uh, state of Ohio, which is which is pretty damn good because Ohio produces a ton of guys year in and year out. Um, he didn't have any offers, but he did have like any big offers, but he did have like the locals in like Toledo, Akron, Kent State, Central Michigan, but yeah, it's just a matter of like they, they had him in camp for a year. They're kind of like, all right, this kid's just not going to pan out. So it's just it's time to move on, time to uh, figure out something else. And they, like I said before, they got to kind of uh, um, what do you call it? Just cut weight in general and scholarship count. Uh, another thing is, is that he also has a very uh, athletic background other than just quarterback. He's a big shot put guy in high school. I don't know. I believe if I read this correctly, he has some kind of record at his high school. His dad played and I was an Olympic shot putter too. So he, the kids got crazy athleticism. So yes, it was a risky take at first and they, they did uh, obviously the risk didn't pan out, but it, at the end of the day, that's like a kid you always got to take a shot on. And especially on the offensive line when you have no idea how this kid's going to develop in a year or two, but who knows, maybe he goes somewhere like an Akron and starts to shine. Sure. So best of luck to him. Uh, we didn't really hear much from him and typically if you don't hear much from, you know, a young guy, it either means they're either A, developing or they're not standing out. This is probably maybe a little bit of both. Um, 
But we also had another interesting uh, news update regarding a transfer out. Elijah Clark did end up committing to Syracuse. I believe he's enrolled there now. That writing was on the wall almost immediately. If you look back at some of his like tweets, like he's been liking Syracuse stuff for like months now. The staff had to have known something that was up. Uh, Richie, what's the scoop there? Uh, it sounded like he went on a couple of visits. He went to visit a pe- temple. He visited Missouri, but he ultimately ended up going to Syracuse. Give us a scoop about what happened with Elijah Clark. Yeah. So obviously um, there's some people in his ear the entire season year. You want to talk about, um, I, I can't see any way that this wasn't, I, I don't want to accuse anyone, but there's gotta be some kind of tampering here. Maybe you can go through the player technically and go through his best friend. If you're like a Syracuse, uh, as coach coaching staff and you go like I hate Deuce like go tell him that we have a spot for him or something like that I'm not going to say that's exactly what happened but like let's be honest the, the kid entered the portal within like 60 seconds I'm hype I'm like obviously exaggerating a little bit but yep. within like a couple minutes the uh, eyeballs 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 emojis from the assistant coach over at Syracuse and it's like come on dude and he got deleted weird like within 20 minutes because Dino probably saw that he's like take that fuck that like stop yep. Don't make it so obvious, stupid. Yep. Um, he also didn't visit Syracuse, so come on. Like, we all knew he was going to Syracuse. He visited Temple. He visited Missouri. But he didn't visit Syracuse, the place where we all knew he was going from the get-go. So, it's like – it's clear as day that um, that staff clearly somehow got in his ear, whether that's via Deuce, which I think is technically a legal way of tampering, so to speak, because, like, you can't stop best friends or kids from talking to each other in general. But um, – yep. Yeah, I mean, end of the day, I, they might be transferring next year too because that staff doesn't have much time left if they're not going to win. So, yeah, I mean, they were on the hot seat this year. I was honestly, honestly surprised. Yeah, I was surprised they brought them back. Like, I thought losing to Rutgers at home the way they did would just be like the the tumbling point for their season. Like, I I don't know what their record was. I believe they went like seven, five and seven. Like, they didn't make a bowl. I know no. that much. So. I, and they don't have a quarterback now. Unless I guess the quarterback Schrader's still there, maybe because of Tommy DeVito's following the nj to illinois pipeline that just yeah, opened so, up out of nowhere <laughs> so i know that they do still have schrader um yeah. but i mean they they i know that when we talked recently they were in the <laughs> they were in the running for i think it was the portal cup trophy with the most portal uh, entries from a, a fps program they were way up there like i think they had like more than a dozen guys transfer out so there's clearly something wrong going on in syracuse and yet you still want to end up there. That everything about it is strange. Yeah, it's very odd. I guess it's local, sort of, because it's northeast, but it's not really local because it's far as hell. But uh, regardless, um, someone else actually brought up a Syracuse transfer too, and Chris Blight, uh, the former Rutgers legacy. Yeah, so the he doesn't even start there. The Florida to Syracuse, like, didn't his uncle go to Rutgers? Was that uh, some, the... something? My uncle or uh, I don't even know, grandpa maybe? I forget, but uh. Either way, like he, he didn't even go to Rutgers, so it's just like I mean he yep. didn't he, he's not even go to Rutgers. He didn't even uh he's not even starting there either. So it's just like it's it's definitely risky, I guess. But when you see a kid like uh, do succeed a little bit over there, I guess that kind of opened his eyes a little bit to the Syracuse defense. They definitely do a very good job of hiding him. I was looking at a couple of plays of Deuce this uh past couple of days, and um they they hide him very very well because he there there's a couple of plays where he also gets burnt really bad and that's that's why a big reason why Rutgers didn't take him he ran like a 487 or 488 or something like that it was beyond ugly and it's like you can't have your quarterbacks slower than your linebackers yeah and ultimately like a defensive end at this point 
and people are like kind of criticizing the staff for not taking Deuce. And I think there's probably a wiggle room area. So say he ran like a four, six, five, four, seven, like they'd like be able to like say, okay, maybe he's just running poorly, but there's like a certain threshold where if they run that poorly, they're just not fast. Yeah. And you're going to, you're going to hit on those kind of guys more often than you're not because there's guys in the NFL who aren't the fastest corners, but they, they fit in the system that they are in so well that they don't necessarily need to be that burner. And maybe if you craft a system where you could kind of work with his speed deficiencies, maybe it would work, but that's obviously not Shiano's defense. He likes guys that could man up on the outside one-on-one follow a receiver. And so he can cause havoc with these weird like stunts and blitzes that he likes to run. Yeah. So I don't blame him for not taking him uh, because more often than not, it's going to be the right decision. And it, I mean, it's clear as day that they, they want speed on, on the cornerbacks and their, and their deep defensive backs from in general. Um, look at Max Melton. Max Melton runs, I forget exact numbers, but he was pretty fast in high school running. He's track. very fast. Yep. I saw an Abrams fast as hell. Robert Longer beams just as fast, if not maybe fastest on a team. Maybe. I don't know. That's a tough one, but um, yep. he's up there. Um trying to think off the top of my head, another cornerback. Uh, he saw an Abraham. He's pretty yeah, fast. Um, but he was, he was the guy that was here before Shiano came in. Yeah. Max Patterson, um, who switched over from wide receivers very fast. Um, Christian Broswell is very speedy. Um, I, now, yep. there, there is a couple depth issues now, though, that we are looking at a little bit. Yep. I know linebacker people are concerned about. I'm not as concerned because they're going to run nickel. They always run nickel. It's 4 2 5. Yep. Um, so it's probably, it's 100% going to be Tyreen Powell, in my opinion. After next to him, it's a competition. You're going to see Jennings in the veteran presence. Tyree Banton's built like a tank. He just needs to learn to give him a football a little more. Um, Moses Walker might just come in and start, which is, I was going to say, it's going to be so hard to keep Moses off the field because he, he is, if you had to say there's a first round draft pick on this team somewhere, who is it? And you, you just had to make me guess. I would say it's Moses Walker. And then you see Holland Pierce walk in the room. And you're like, Holy shit. Yep. <laughs> no, but, uh, in all seriousness, yeah, probably, probably Moses Walker. Um, you could argue Keontae Hamilton if he keeps it up just because defensive linemen are such a commodity nowadays. But, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say Moses Walker might try first, 1A or 1B. Um, yep. they, they have so much potential there, a linebacker. And then cornerback, I feel like they probably should add another cornerback, but I don't know if they're going to. Um, <clears throat> but maybe like last year, we did see um, Max Patterson move over relatively quickly to cornerback from wide receiver. Yep. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if, like, I know Tommy Mock was starting at wide receiver. I personally like him better at DB. I actually like him at safety personally. And it's, it's funny. He's like, we he's all like, like the new of this class. Yeah. Like he could play in so many different places. <laughs> it's all about like, where's the biggest need and where do they think he's the best projected? Yeah. It, it's kind of funny. Cause we all have different opinions on him. I know Patty likes him at receiver. I think it was, I like him at safety and uh, Alex likes him at corner. So it's just like, and it did that. It goes back to the recruiting rankings too. Like it's, there's just opinions on opinions on opinions. So that's all, that's all it is at the end of the day. But um, another guy, like Carnell Davis played some DB in high school. Um, Amir Robinson maybe moving over. I don't know. I'm just I'm just spitballing here just to see, like, who they can get. This spring's going to be fun for you guys, man, because there's <laughs> so many young guys who are getting moved around. You got that new offensive line that's coming in. There's going to be so – it's there's just a lot of excitement. Gavin yeah. in his full, first full year in the program, like – and I obviously know you can't talk about most of it, what you'll see, but it'll be fun for you guys to watch. Yeah, no, 100%. And it's also cool because there's a couple guys that – I shouldn't say this is cool, but, like, 
there's a couple guys that are banged up. So it's going to give a lot of these younger dudes, like a lot of shots and chances to shine, whether that be in spring practice or even the spring game. Uh, for example, Manon guy, we know is just having some cleanup off season surgery. Reggie Sutton had, had some surgery. Um, I forget. I don't even know what they were, but exactly. But uh, it's just going to open up the, the gates for like a guy like Salam or a guy like um, Jameer Wright Collins, who we haven't seen a ton of at running back or, uh, at, at guard, like we might just see an interchanging of guards and just trying to mix and match. And that's the cool part about spring is that you'll see so many different options. And it's like, holy shit, like that kid has potential. That kid's pretty good. That kid, maybe not. Yeah, for sure. And just to circle back on the Syracuse stuff, like Syracuse, the last three seasons have had a losing record, five and seven, one and 10, five and seven. You go four years with a losing record as a head coach, you're gone. Regardless of where you're at, doesn't yeah. matter. You're gone. But that 11 win season is just the only thing that they're holding on to right now. They had a 10 win season again, 2018. Yep. And they were ranked coming into, they were ranked coming into 2019. And I don't know if you remember that Maryland game they played. It was like at Maryland, they lost by like 40 points to an unranked Maryland team while they were ranked in the top like 20. I don't understand how the hell. They lost 63 to 20 at Maryland as the 21 ranked team in the country. 63 to 20. This year should be interesting for them because they're out of conference schedules, not the best so they will get a couple wins i'm looking at now for syracuse i hate to be like a syracuse beat writer right now but they're gonna beat uconn they're gonna beat wagner purdue probably loss yep and then the acc schedule which is featuring Notre Dame. yeah i was gonna say they play Notre Dame. florida state that's a tough schedule actually for an ACC. just back to back boston college clemson pitt florida state louisville nc state virginia and then wake forest who just won 10 games yeah, Wake Forest is like legitimately in the running to win the ACC next year. Yeah, like, that's they're very good. Put the money on it now. Um, but yeah, no, like Florida State, you never know what they're going to be year in year out because they they're they're winning like the, the the transfer portal battle like every year. They haven't been showing results for it, but I mean, if you look at the guys that are landing in the portal, it's like an all star team. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's kind of wild. Um, so I guess I guess we got to talk about the other news, right? Yeah, so speaking of the transfer portal, uh, as Richie and I were preparing for this, um, Richie got confirmation that a certain wide receiver from the state of New Jersey, former Syracuse Orange football team member, Taj Harris, is enrolled at Rutgers. Richie, tell us a little bit more about this situation because we're both kind of involved with it in, in a sense because yesterday I saw that like staff members just started following Taj, which is very strange. And then today you were able to confirm that he is enrolled at Rutgers. So talk to us a little bit about the situation. Yeah. So I talked to a couple of people that obviously know Harris. Um, they're, they're convinced or not convinced. Jesus, that was not the right word. They know he is enrolled at Rutgers. Um, I don't know what the situation is though. Cause it's like super interesting because based on everything I was told from the Kentucky staff or our Kentucky beat writers down there, when he committed there, he was ready to go. He was ready to enroll. Like he gave him a Q and a interview. I gave him everything. I'm coming in January. I'm coming. I'm ready to compete. Yep. Blah, 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 SEC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and now he decommitted out of nowhere. The rumor was from that, from Kentucky via whoever it's from down there said that they, uh, he wasn't able to get in. So now he's at Rutgers, which is like, if you can't get into Kentucky, how are you getting in the Rutgers? So I'm intrigued to see how this works out. Um, I do, I could see a situation. This is just me spitballing here. This is a complete guess at this point. Maybe he enrolled in January. He's going to try to fix some stuff for grade wise and then get ready for, uh, for fall camp and easily if he, if he can get eligible, which it sounds like he's in the school already. Um, 
I don't see any way why he's not your number one receiver. And hmm. and I know people are speculating that he's better than Bo on the boards. He's better than Bo. Like hands he's down. very, I, very good. And I love hmm. Bo. Like I think Bo has so much potential. <clears throat> I think senior bowl in next week, the week after, whatever it is, I think Bo's gonna dominate. I think he's gonna look I would say better than Jahan Watson, Jahan Dotson. That's a close one. I think he's very close. I think if Bo had a very good quarterback and a very good like offense, I think not six OCs in five years or whatever it was. Yep. Uh, four years, whatever the hell it was. Um, I think Bo could have been a very good player. I think he's still going to be a very good player, but this kid is phenomenal. And he did put a cryptic tweet on the 26th. So this was, uh, this was Wednesday night, time to ball. And if you look at who liked that, it's like the entire Rutgers coaching staff. So something's going on here. Uh, I don't <laughs> – I don't think it's going to be any surprise when we hear more confirmed news regarding this, but this is kind of a breaking story. Um, A little surprised he did end up at Rutgers because after he decommitted from Kentucky, it's just been radio silence for his camp seemingly. Um, He hasn't gone on any visits. He hasn't done anything too crazy. I know he had, he just had his first child recently. So that would be reason to, to stay in the area as well. So uh, this is a very exciting turn because he would be the wide receiver one. He, if you watch his tape, like to me, he kind of reminds me a little bit of like a thinner, like uh, Victor Cruz a little bit where he's got a little shiftiness, but he's got some good straight line speed as well. Like he just, if you watch his highlights, he's got like big play after big play where he just beats his his corner one-on-one down the sideline. He's got like, I mean, he did it to Rutgers too. If you look at the tape from Rutgers, he was carving us up. He had that fumble down in the goal in the red zone, but if not, like he's, I think he went over a hundred yards against us. He only played three games last year. Yeah, like you said, he uh, he's a recent um, newly – I don't even know the term. New father. New father. Yeah, we're just going to say yep. new father. The new father, I think that happened in, like, the September, August area, August, September, October area. Um, so it's, like, relatively new. Um, obviously, he wants to be close to home to, to his kid, um, to his family in general. Um, yeah, this is a kid that, like, this isn't just some nobody that it's like, all right, he had a couple, like, portal offers. He had Auburn, he had Louisville, Kentucky, North Carolina, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Kentucky, I said, Mississippi State, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, then another thing I found interesting, it's not really just a stupid tidbit, but he has a, he had a website that posted all his, like, uh, all his gear and stuff like that, like, just, like, NIL, all that other stuff. And it's in maintenance mode right now. And all, it had all the Syracuse gear on it. Well, not Syracuse, but it had, like, the orange and blue, like, Uniform announcement, it's under maintenance right now. So, I mean, TajHarris3.com, if you want to go buy some uh, oh, buy some uh, interesting uh, Taj Harris gear ahead of the season, maybe. <laughs> yeah, PFF had Taj Harris as one of their top uh, 20 portal kids in that were in the portal, uh, the start of the, the portal process. Uh, as of January 3rd, they had him as their third-ranked portal kid remaining just behind Zach Evans, the, the TCU back who committed to Ole Miss, and Jacob Cowing, the UTEP wide receiver, who we also showed interest in, but ended up going home to play at the University of Arizona. So Taj Harris, pretty widely accepted as a very high-level kid. I'd say he'd be, if he was given a star rating, he'd probably be a high four-star transfer portal-level kid. Like, he's yeah. fantastic. Um, um, for example, like, I know our, like Mike Farrell, the national columnist for us. Yep. He gave him a, they do like one out of 10 for rankings. He gave him an 8.5, which is considered a high impact player. Won't change a program, obviously, but will certainly be a very, very good contributor and a starter. That's, that's, that's a professional score too. 
Yeah, that's that's like a legitimate like he's he's a very good player. Like there's there's no denying this at all. Um, it, if they can figure something out to get him eligible or whatever they did to get him on on campus is huge. I think um, I don't know if they're going to announce it formally. I don't know what's going to happen or how they're going to handle it. Maybe just first day of spring, they're going to be like, here's the roster. And you're like, oh, look at that. And there's Taj Harris. Yep. Or uh, it's it's the typical Shiano surprise. And it's just not happening on signing day anymore. It's happening in late January, mid-February, or early February. Yeah, so stay tuned for more on this, guys, because I'm sure more details will emerge regarding this. Uh, but, I mean, they've done one hell of a job transforming this offense from what we had in the bowl game to what we currently have on the roster. I'd feel pretty safe to say we'll see a sizable improvement in the offensive line play next year. Uh, if, you know, if everything works out with Taj, that's an upgrade at wide receiver one. Sean Ryan's a pretty good wide receiver two. If we get Crookshank back healthy at some point during the season, that's a pretty good starting wide receiver set for those three guys. Yeah. Um, you got to hope that maybe we'll add Stellanos as well. Him and Johnny Langan as the tight ends. They're both pretty good blockers, both pretty, pretty good receivers. And at, that, and at that point, you know, we got some decent backs in the program. Um, a guy like Pop was – he was a great runner. Like, once he got into open space, nobody was probably catching him, but he just pushed everything outside. So you got to hope that a guy like Manungai or Shalom, like you were saying, develop more into, like, a guy you can use in space, like a guy you can, like – who have better hands, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I'm very high on this offense, given the improvements that we've seen this offseason. Yeah, I know um, Aaron Young looked pretty good in the bowl game, too. So I did. Not, you can't sleep on him yet. Um, I know he's had his struggles throughout his career at Rutgers. Um but he's, he's probably going to be RB1, if I had to guess, from the start. Sprinkle yep. in JWC, who was showing glimpses, and it was the staff is extremely high on. I know a lot of people aren't because he didn't really play that much this year, but he's also injured and dinged up a little bit. Yep. Um, but I think as a power back, I think he's going to be huge. And, and I could see Salam or Salam, Samuel, Samuel Brown getting a couple snaps as well. Um, he's he's going to be a very good player for Rutgers. He might not have the speed of like most of the backs on the team, or I guess like the speedier backs in college football now that everyone loves, but he is a solid all-purpose back. He has good hands. He can catch the ball to the backfield, maybe a solid third down back for a couple snaps here and there. But uh, overall, this, this wide receiver, and then going back to the wide receiver core a little bit, um, Taj Harris, wide receiver one, probably, if I had to guess. Sean Ryan, wide receiver two, maybe three. I don't know. Sean, Shameen Jones is still going to compete. Um Aaron Cruikshank, Joshua Youngblood, hopefully can develop a little more. Uh, there's some young guys. I think Washington has shown glimpses when it's not Noah Vedral at quarterback, which is just like the weirdest thing ever. But uh, Amir Robinson's going to show some glimpses. I think he has very good hands. Another guy that's not as speedy. Um, I don't even know. There's so many wide receivers to pick from now. Amarion Brown might even show some glimpses as well because he's – but the only issue is he's not arriving until July, June, whatever it is. But uh, yep. this offense in general, as long as they can fix the quarterback issue – if Gavin Winterset is as good as they advertise, they can protect him. There's no question. There's no issues why this offense shouldn't be a lot better next year. Yep. And we've kind of covered this already, but you should see a sizable jump in his, in his quarterback play this year. We, we already alluded to him being a multi-sport athlete in high school. He came over mid-year from high school. He was playing high school games in September. And by the end of the year, he was starting in a bowl game. So let's take all that in context based on his, you know, he was, he had some accuracy issues at times, but he clearly flashed really high level quarterback talent between his arm, between his mobility, between his ability to throw on the run. Uh, this is a guy who has never had like a full year of football training. 
He's, he's working with a quarterback coach now. I really feel like we're going to see a big jump from him going into year two that is going to surprise people. Yeah, no, he, he's going to have a big year. Um, working with Danny Hernandez is the guy who literally had Bryce. Oh, you saw our interview the other day. He had, he had Bryce Young on his staff or working with Bryce Young since sixth grade. I can't talk for that. Jeez. The whole <laughs> snow is just messing me up. But uh, I mean, this is just news flying just all directions right now. Man. Yeah. So obviously we're pre-recording this. Um, we, we knew Kevin Totes was entering the portal. It just happened. So I just had to type that up. So if you hear the typing in the background, my fault, I just had to post it. It was already typed. So I just had to post it, but mine, don't mind me. Um, yeah, I mean, again, uh, Davin should have a huge year. Uh, there's a little intrigue because there's not really a legitimate like depth there at all. And if Evan Simon leaves in spring, it's like, holy shit, now we literally have no depth. Yep. But the, uh, we didn't even talk about it. Rutgers is bringing a three-star quarterback on campus this weekend as a PWO. Yep. So it's funny, too, because like I someone messaged me, they're like, what do you think about Davin Widener? I'm like, what? February because I've talked to him in the past like about I post on the board about him like knowing Burton and him uh wanting to come visit and I think his his dad was the OC over at uh West Morris or I think that's where Burton was I forget uh Burton that sounds right yeah I I believe it was West Morris but uh it's interesting because I've talked to him in the past and he's like yeah me and my dad we went down to Florida we ended up moving down here I was like, oh, is your dad like your OC down there, like head coach? He goes, actually, no, my dad um, stepped away from it because he didn't want all the uh, all the attention and all the drama that comes with, like, being this, the, the father of the quarterback. That makes sense. Like, oh, that's, that's kind of interesting. Like, that, that's, that's pretty cool, actually, because, like, most dads are going to be like, that's my kid. I'm coaching him. Like, no, but he, he took a back seat to it and um, ended up paying off, obviously. The kid's damn good. Um, yeah. And the interesting thing about Burton is, you know, he's probably going to get a Super Bowl ring this year with the, the Chiefs. Oh, probably. He, I mean, the Chiefs are clearly the favorite at this point. Who would you say is the favorite over them? You got them on that. Yeah, they're definitely the favorite, but like, come on, Joe Burr. So I love Burrow. Don't get me wrong. I just want him to knock I'm, out the Chiefs just because I can't stand Jackson Mahomes and his stupid. Oh, yeah. And Brittany Matthews. Now his wife or whatever, yeah. his girlfriend or Mahomes' girlfriend or whoever it is. Yeah, based on social media, you'd think it was Jackson's girlfriend. But, no, that's, in fact, Mahomes' wife. Yeah. Uh, Patrick's wife. She sucks. She's praying fucking shit. Oh, I know. I'd be so pissed if I'm in the middle of, like, Kansas City, freezing my ass off, and I just get sprayed with champagne. He's like, they're so tone deaf in general. Like, do you remember earlier in the year when since uh, I think it was the Chiefs played at Denver the day after the a few days after Demarius Thomas died and they had like a memorial service. They had like, oh, and he, he ro- danced on Sean Taylor's thing, didn't he? That's what it was. Maybe it was Sean Taylor. Yeah, so, he, so they were having a memorial for one player who had, you know, it was obviously Sean Taylor passed away a long time ago. But there was a roped off area where their number was on the field and Mahomes, or Jackson Mahomes, Jumped the rope and did a TikTok dance on the fucking memorial thing. Like how? That kid sucks. Yeah. I fucking hate him. I'm now fuck Graham Mertz. You're gone, buddy. Done, done with you. It's now the anti-Jackson Mahomes fan club over here. Fuck that guy. He sucks. I hate him. And I just I hope Joe Burrow and the Bengals somehow pull this off. I don't think there's any shot in hell whatsoever because their offensive line is worse than Rutgers. And that's putting it nicely. <laughs> Um, I can't believe they won last week. Not, you know, nine sacks, man. They got sacked that, like six times in the first half. Yeah, and Burrow, he took a couple of hits low where he got up and like immediately like held his knee. So you'd think, oh, yeah. my God. 
but thankfully he didn't get hurt again. And that, um, like, I, I want to compare this a little bit to Rutgers because it's not all about the offensive line. I know we you got to fix it at the end of the day, but yep. you get a good quarterback, things start to change a little bit. So that's where Gavin Winstack comes in, and you're kind of like, oh shit! I right, give him, now give him a weapon like Taj Harris, give him a tall threat over here and Sean Ryan, give him like yep. arguably one of the better slot receivers in the Big Ten and Krukshank if healthy. Yep. Um, and it's like, all right, shit, we might be able to score points. Who knows? I think we're going to see a drastically different Rutgers <laughs> offense next year, and I'm going to be more excited for it. Because I think this, be, uh, I hate to say make or break, but Gleason's going to get his money's worth now. Okay. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I what I was thinking too. Where Gleason has not had the ability to run his creative style of offense with the personnel that we've had the last two years. I think he finally has competent enough all around personnel to do some interesting things. Like yeah. maybe like, I think how they use Vedral, I don't think Vedral's going to sit on the sideline. Vedral's going to be a part of that <laughs> offense, whether yeah. he he's a, you know, a decoy, whether it's an option to use him as an actual quarterback on plays. Mm. I don't think we're going to see him sit on the sideline. I think it's going to be an interesting wrinkle that they, are having in the offense pretty regularly. I, I was bullshitting with someone the other day about this. Could Vedral kind of take over the Langan package, but he has a better arm? So I don't think he has the bulk to... I don't even know if he has a better arm, to be honest. <laughs> so even though Vedral is like one of the toughest players I can remember in Rutgers uniform, mm. he is fairly fragile still. Like yeah. Johnny Langan took some like shots that would rip somebody's head off mm. most of the time. Like he played through so many big shots. I don't think Vedral could play through some of the shots that, that Johnny took just from a frame standpoint. Yeah. Johnny's it's just, just It's just huge. wild that we're like talking about Langan as like tight end one. Like I did not see this one coming whatsoever. This is just, I didn't either. Cause it, ultimately it's, you have to accept the position change. Yeah. Like you have to be bought into being a tight end. You can't passively play tight end because tight end is it's, one of the harder positions to play in football because you're asked to do so many different things. You're asked to line up in the backfield. You're asked to line up out wide. You're asked to line up in line. You're asked to block. You have to know assignments. You have to know where the free rushers are. You have to know, you have to basically know as much as the quarterback does at tight end. Yeah. Which translates pretty well, actually. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, no, this is an exciting time guys. Uh, Stay tuned to the board. because I'm sure more information is going to come out about Tosh Harris. More information is going to come out about, other transfers that are probably coming. I can't imagine this is the end of the the transfers. So stay tuned. We'll have more podcasts if there's news that breaks, but this has been a supersized instant reaction edition of the Board podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. 
Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.